1: Hi, I'm Parker Romaine.
2: And I'm George Chen. And you're listening to Sup Doc, a show where we review and recommend
1: documentaries. <laughs> we sure do. This is our year in review wrap-up episode. Where we take a look back at some of the docs that were great and not so great in 2022.
2: Yeah, this has been, uh, I, I think I've been watching the not so great ones. This is the problem. <laughs> I've seen a lot of bad ones this year. But let's talk about ones we like. I think this is like a good time to talk about ones that we liked. Yeah. Um, and also just the let we were watching we did a lot of music ones this year. I feel like I've done a ton of music
1: ones. Yeah, there were. There seemed like there's some some music ones that were done. It's um um there's been some great music documentaries that came out. Um uh, let's shit, let's just jump into it. Let's start with Moon Age Dream then. Oh yeah, Moon Age Daydream. This
2: is Our buddy, Brett Morgan, I say our buddy, like we've we've met him one time uh, Mm. and we, you know, he's made some of our favorite documentaries. He
1: sure has. This is not one of mine, unfortunately, I got to say, Yeah, mine either. And it sucks because (laughs) Uh, it's funny because we were like, let's talk about the ones that we loved. All right, let's start with the one that neither of us loved. Um, I'll say it has it has things going for it. I mean, it it's about David things. Bowie. Yeah. And I, who I love David Bowie, which is why I love Brett Morgan and I love David Bowie. So I was like, done and done. Let's go yeah. see this doc. But it's, oh man, I don't even know. You have to be the biggest David Bowie fan, I think, ever to really, yeah. really dig this movie. And I, I mean, even
2: if you are a huge fan, then I think it, probably left stuff out for you it's just like it's impressionistic it's very arty uh i guess you should have seen it on an imax it was super loud when i saw it but like yeah. I, here's the thing if i'm watching something about one of the most interesting people of our lifetime and I'm like checking my watch during it. Yes. That's that's like not good. And that's, I think you and I both had that experience.
1: Yeah. Well, and I was also the only person in the theater. It was yeah. just me. And I am a people pleaser. So I couldn't, I wanted to leave so badly. But then I was like, <laughs> they're playing this movie for me. And I don't oh want to piss God. anybody off. Like literally, I could not go. I wanted to leave. I kept falling asleep. Um, it was in Santa Monica. I saw it in this like theater place in Santa Monica. And I just, I felt like if I left then the people at the counter that are selling popcorn and stuff would be like, dude, like this is on for you. Like you're it. Yeah. We're running this for you. So I sat through it. It was tough. It's long. Was it it's two long. and a half hours? Yeah. It's
2: long. It sort of like blends like some of his acting stuff with like st- uh you know live footage the live footage is great yeah but I could also watch a live David Bowie concert recording and get that the insight is kind of like is this this guy is sort of like a persona all the time so are we really even getting his inner right his inner life at all it's sort of blurred I mean there's stuff I learned about Bowie so it's like there's like some interesting stuff there but yeah it was for me and I i'll say i'll credit it like it was an ambitious way to approach the material
1: there you go let's 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 do some like silver lining stuff
2: yeah it's like a big swing i like a big swing
1: it's a big swing maybe the biggest swing that um brett has done right Mm -hmm. i mean shit we were there in his office when he was like hey lads look what i'm working on remember that yeah yeah, yeah. He was like, he had like a
2: big Bowie book and he had like some of the, some paraphernalia out or something. Well, he
1: showed us the final, his final cut pro too. And was like, his, he was like already starting to edit and he had like thousands of tabs. Open. Oh my God. I cannot imagine the editing process for I, this. It's so crazy. It's so crazy, but it's visually a masterpiece. I I mean, it's super visually appealing. Mm-hmm. But if you're into just like normal doc storytelling, bio stuff like I am, because I'm not that big. I, lo- I do really love Bowie, but I'm not a huge Bowie fan. Yeah. Um, then I was like, you know, eh, but I I listened to the Adrian Ballou uh, talk on What the Fuck with Mark Maron, WTF. Mm-hmm. And... Um, so fascinating i adrian balloon man and he did talk a little bit about the berlin berlin time period and stuff And it oh yeah you know kind of i just remember that's the part in moon age daydream where i was starting to really wane like i was like (laughs) i was like hour three you know the berlin Uh, period
2: yeah like it's like could this easily okay i'm gonna i'm usually not one to say take something and make it a seven part series, but you could totally do that with this material, right? Like it just wouldn't be the kind of, he tries to make it, he's trying to make it like a pop song, right? Like that when Brett Morgan is approaching it, he's like, let's make it like sensory overload, uh, a bunch of impressions, just kind of like compacting like what is life i mean it actually you know what it reminded me, me a little bit of like how the zappa movie has that the like, kind of like little oh yeah like, arc at the end right but it's like stretching that out
1: for an entire like three hour period true i mean and his and brett morgan's interview on wtf is really good as well and they talk mm-hmm. about this pretty exclusively and um it's interesting his thoughts on it and like you know, he he got no real pushback from from the Bowie people basically was just given carte blanche. And then he was like given like uh, access to a ton of obviously tons of material and stuff that he could mm-hmm. use. So it's it's very interesting. It's a very interesting way to go about it. Um, I'd be surprised. We'll be I'd be surprised to see what kind of awards it picks up.
2: You, maybe. Yeah. I mean, I, like we said, like the editing is is like a big Chunk of this, I, I will say. When I walked out of the theater, I uh, ran into some people, and then I told them about it, and they're just like, "Ah, didn't that guy get canceled?" <laughs> I'm like, uh, "Oh, that did not get mentioned at all." know uh, There's some stuff about him with underage people. Mm. Um, yeah, and so like, of course, it's not gonna come up. I mean, I'm I wouldn't expect it to come up in this, but right. I do wonder if that did. Affect like people's interest
1: in this as a film, man. I don't, I would, yeah, maybe I don't think so, but yeah, I I don't remember because I don't remember him. It kind of came, it was kind of like
2: softly spoken of after he died. Mm. Um, because like he is also like you know, sort of the interesting stuff about like his sort of like queerness and like gender, like blurring of boundaries and stuff, and like that stuff makes him sort of like this iconic, you know, mainstream figure that was like represented like bisexuality or something. But then it's like, well, there's still like some weird power dynamics and some stuff that was brought to light. Right, right, right. Which is not like, of course, not going to make it into this film.
1: No, it's not going to be part of it. And Um, yeah, no, it's not for sure. There's yeah, this was not the film that was doing that. This was a kind of more of a celebratory Yeah, that's interesting. I didn't know that. Um, Yeah, it was it was like visually appealing, very long, um, loud. It was also really loud, very, very very loud. Um, (laughs) And I heard I mean, I heard and read people that I people I love on like Facebook were like, this is the best documentary to come out in a generation. Yeah, people loved it. So I was like and they're all like, you have to see it in IMAX. You have to see it in a theater. So that's why I, I got a ticket. Um, I you know, like I said, I was by myself in the theater. Mm Um, and yeah, Uh, I mean, I went by myself. There was maybe
2: two other people in the Los Feliz three when I, where
0: mm -hmm. I saw it,
2: and it was just like it is
1: like definitely one of the louder mixes of a movie. Yeah, seen in that for for a documentary, you don't expect it, but um, so so there you go, folks. If um, I would say this is my take on it. If you're just like if David Bowie is like your dude you're a ride and die like this is my fucking rock and roll dude then go see it if you haven't seen it already you know because why not but if i say if you're on the fence you don't have a spare three hours and you like more narrative longer
2: than three hours (laughs) it it
1: really does (laughs) i left and i was a little like mind numbed like i i I do yeah i was yeah i felt a little flat in my head I, went, I remember going back to my Airbnb and then texting um, a friend of mine and just being like, hey, I, I, it's because we're both we always joke about being people pleasers. And I was like, I couldn't leave. I didn't know how to leave. I wanted to leave, but I actually just stayed.
2: Yeah, I felt like I needed to stick it through because I'm like, well, is it going to turn right. somehow? Is there going to be a payoff right. of this whole thing? And I'm also a people pleaser. I'm realizing, Paca, we're both people pleasers. Yes,
1: we are. Why
2: this podcast is still going. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how
1: many people we're pleasing. Uh,
2: there's, we know there's a few.
1: Well, also, like, you and I have tried to do, like, the Cisco ebert thing where, like, you're like, I hate it. And I'm like, I love it. And I hate it. And you're like, I love it. But that never worked. Because we're yeah. both like, let's talk just about the shit we like.
2: Yeah, I, I don't want to. Sh- I mean, like. I don't feel qualified. <laughs> it's also like having seen as many docs as we've seen. Yeah. You can't call anything like an abject failure or anything. I mean, like I said, it's super ambitious. Yeah. It's like, you know, when I when to think about like the stuff he talked about when you, about making Jane, the Jane Goodall thing. Jesus. Yeah. And like, like that, I, I'm going to bring that up. Jane, I'm going to bring Jane up later in this discussion, but um, for, for like, yeah, just the, he, you can't capture all the personality and it's impossible to do it and he just basically tried to cram as much as he could in there and
1: right. you know so, yeah Bowie span like four or five decades like it's not easy to put everything in there and to do it also without any talking heads like yeah. that's i mean it's a, it's a very masterful piece of filmmaking. It's visually appealing and it's really, really well edited and and well done. It's just from for our, obviously for our sake too long and a little just mind numbing
2: basically. Yeah. I like, learned a little bit about the thing about his brother his brother's mental illness that was interesting yeah. yeah um sort of like they throw in stuff about um his marriage. Um and also like this period, I guess when he did like Modern Love and stuff, that was him like being like, I am gonna, I'm 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 gonna go for the mass
1: appeal, right? Yeah, it's time to cash in. Yeah. So this is a thing of like, yeah, like everything. Huh? Yeah. I saw the Glass Spider tour. Did you ever see Bowie? No, I never got to see him. I saw him live, and it was Glass Spiders. Yeah. Yeah. Horrible. Horrible. (laughs) No, really. Oh yeah, so bad. bad. it was so uh, yeah it was it was the guitar years you know and like, oh, okay i saw him in uh joe lewis arena i think in detroit and he was like this big i'm holding up my fingers very small apart from each other he was like a little ant on stage yeah. and this is like before the like giant you know uh monitors and stuff like oh yeah it just looks like this tiny person. It's like 87 or something oh like wow that.
2: okay weird period that's like on the tin machine era
1: yeah exactly yeah exactly yeah that was like kind of the disco-y rocky bowie time period honestly
2: like anything after tin machine i did not really pay attention to like i'm afraid of americans i didn't like that yeah i didn't listen to the last album which people like the
1: last album but right i didn't i mean my i think almost my favorite thing that bowie's done for me is when he was on extras with, uh, Ricky <laughs> yeah he's good on x He he did seem to have like an interesting
2: um sense of humor about himself oh like and also like the video art he was making that was just like oh right. i do that in sixth grade when you shove a camera in front of a monitor and you just make video feedback yeah right, he was right, just right. doing that just like yeah. i like to make my paintings I like to make my chocolates. just like <laughs> yeah like dude you're fucking rich and famous do whatever yeah. you want yeah you get,
1: to, you get to do whatever you want yeah. So yeah. So again, if you're a big Bowie fan, go see it. You know, I think <laughs> we I don't think, need to tell you've
2: seen it. If you're a big yeah, Bowie fan, yeah, you're probably.
1: See it. And and I don't know about the you need to see it in the theater. I mean, I guess. I mean, if I had seen it at home and I could have paused it and come back and maybe given it a day and come back again or something, might, I might have a different, you know, feeling for it. It's literally the only movie I have seen since 2020 in a theater. Oh, really? So that's it yeah oh, i've yeah. done
2: a few in theaters i've even seen some docs in theaters oh wow but i like yeah that oh gosh the free jazz doc let's have we not talked about that no we don't need to Not uh,
1: good let's let's save that for another talk okay was at least ornette coleman involved uh involved well i mean not involved but it talked about yeah,
2: yeah. It's like sort of the survey which it, all interesting people that I'm interested in but all like discombobulated in a certain like the just a rough go when everything is like a different kind of like film stock and oh, right. and like just a lot of talking head like
1: mm. this person is important for this reason. Right, Stuff right, like right, that. right roscoe mitchell and whatnot yeah it's it's hard when there's different film stock because it's like using different typographies on like a comedy flyer you're just like what is happening yeah it is it it can
2: be i mean if that's all you got that's all you got but like there's certainly um it felt very everything felt very cobbled together so anyway we like let's say moon age daydream it's swinging a miss
1: Okay. Unfortunately, that's yeah. like how I would phrase it. For but, the doc you know. guys. Yeah. All right. Let's move For on. Us, yeah. Yep. Let's move on to uh low country. Oh Lordy.
2: This Man. story. Oh.
1: Yeah. The Murdoch, the Murdogs. Murdochs 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 is yeah. it spelled like, yeah, it, but Alec
2: is Alex is Alec and Murdoch is Murdoch. So right. that's just how South
1: Carolina rolls. Um. It is. Did you know much about this case before starting I this I did. I did. And I had actually tweeted, I don't know, like two or three months ago, why has someone not made a documentary about this yet? Mm-hmm. And then someone had saw that and then retweeted it and put the link to, the, that's how I found out about it. <laughs> They're like, well, it looks like they did. And I was like, get the fuck out of here. Shut yeah. the front door. I am so excited because it is wackadoo bonkers nuttiness. And I, That's my. that's the shit I live for weird americana yeah. stuff we're weird americana plus true crime is to me is like that's my bread and butter stuff right there
2: yeah it is it is but it is fulfilling that venn diagram um for people that don't know anything about this case uh the murdoch family were basically the da's prosecutors uh for a hundred years <laughs>
1: a century <laughs> in, in one county
2: is, in one county Harlan hampton county south yeah. carolina and, and like and also while they were the D.A.s had a private practice yeah. law firm that was like personal injury law. Right. Like yeah. Just, that's just like uh, that alone.
1: Great grandfather, grandfather, like son, like they owned the this county as far as like the D.A.s and the head of the judicial branch of this county This one family one fucking family and they had to get out of free jail card for a century basically and not only that but i i was actually i didn't realize he was a democrat that that actually surprised me i just Alex? figured yeah Hmm. old school old the family was old school dixie democrats that had done a lot of like fundraising and campaign money contributions to the oh. democratic um party in south carolina which is i found out because i posted about this and then my buddy who i play basketball with, was like i know these fuckers i grew up in hampton <laughs> county yeah <laughs> really yeah and he actually went to school with uh the oldest the oldest kid and oh, was like i know buster. these people yeah buster oh, no yeah he went to school with them. it was like i know these fuckers and they're this is not this is the tip of the iceberg this is just did, the shit that
2: did he have a theory about the stephen smith
1: case yeah i mean he just said it's all it's all them like yeah he did and which was they killed him i mean it's like everyone knows that they i mean this is allegedly obviously but yeah. Like, the, the, don't the, us. <laughs> right. Right. But <laughs> this is satire. This is satire. But like the family's history of this kind of cover up, doing crimes and getting cover ups and getting f- out of jail free cards is like everyone knows. You just can't fuck with these people.
2: Yeah. Like it seems like there. Okay. The the number of people that die in this story. It's insane. Are let's see. There is spoilers.
1: We one we mention. two
2: i'm not gonna say who i'll just say well Uh, people might know if you don't know anything about this case there's also a podcast about this case oh yeah called the murdoch murders okay which um this woman mandy matney who is the reporter who's been covering all this stuff who also like you know to be fair she kind of seems like she knew a lot about this early on Uh and um she was talking about even the pronunciations of murdoch and alec and things like that like why why is it that way i will say that podcast is very hard to listen to have you done oh, the podcast
1: no no i hadn't i didn't even know about it
2: just for the practical reason of like the way that they here's here's my pet peeve about this podcast is like they're reading off a script yeah but then they just cut the recording Like every sentence. So basically every sentence sounds like she's starting a brand new sentence. It's really does that make sense? It's like super distracting. If you imagine like an entire script where every time someone starts, they're like launching into like an like an introductory level of volume Uh of uh, of of their cadence. So this is like me being like whatever persnickety about it. But like, yeah, she did a lot. Like this podcast is truly like. Uh, A small budget, like uh, local news podcast that became like one of the top podcasts in the country because people are obsessed with the story.
1: Yeah, it's the story is insane. Well, I mean, you have the like the big Camelot family of this area, rich, powerful, dynastic and the craziest shit just starts happening to them like including their shithead little son that goes out boating and i mean so we're just going to assume you guys have watched it at this point i guess but if not pause and come back i don't know but like the youngest kid kills a friend in a boating accident and a lot of yeah. this is on tape a lot of this Dude, is well, well, yeah that's the thing because i listened to the
2: podcast so i had heard some of these 911 calls and stuff yeah I had not seen that they had footage of like the boat crash or any of like or or like like surveillance footage of these underage kids going and getting wasted and like getting beers and uh it's like oh you know they're gonna get on a boat at the end of the night so
1: boating at dark in the dark while wasted and everyone's yelling at each other and then they hit a pier but they actually hit one of the the bridge Pylons, pylons thank you and then Unfortunately, a young lady dies and it's fucking heartbreaking. It's so sad. And then like you see you see video of them in the hospital and then the dad showing up and And grandpa and grandpa and then being like, you know hey you don't you don't hear anything but then later on you find out that they're basically going to other people that were involved in this and being like this is what you need to say you were driving you know yeah you won't get in any trouble if you say you were driving the fucking shit these people pull i know Uh, the the worst is like this has
2: happened multiple times in here where they're like trying to like be like hey we can get a lawyer for you. And it's clearly a lawyer that they have a connection with and owes them something. Right. it's like, these are like, you're basically like you're competing with each other and you can't have like a lawyer that's like partnering with the plaintiff or whatever. It's it's, like insane. Yeah. It's
1: insane, dude. It's It's
2: taking advantage of the people that don't have any, you know, resources or like experience with the system. Well, it's also so when bad. you,
1: when you're in shock, when your kid has been in, in a boating accident where someone dies, you really just want people to swoop in and tell you what to do, you know, because yeah. you don't know what the fuck's going on. So if you have someone that you say, like, these were like family friends or like, I was friends. I played softball. I coached softball with this guy. You know, I coached baseball with this guy and I trusted him and they take fucking advantage of that because as a lawyer, you've been in these emergency situations before with other clients. So you kind of know what to do, you know, mm-hmm. and They just swoop in and they start telling people what to say, how to feel. And it's so gross. Like that youngest kid, so gross. All is like smiling and like, Oh God. (laughs) Yeah. He's uh, well, so
2: him, (laughs) the youngest kid, right? Paul. Yeah. And his mother, uh, blanking on the name, uh, RIP, right. RIP, the two of them, they both get murked. They get murdered. Like gangland execution style. Yes. In 2021, during COVID. Yeah. They get murdered. They get fucking murdered in their dog kennel with two different weapons. Yes. Um, And so that's not good.
1: That's not good. No. It's not good. Two different weapons. And one of them, the one guy was saying that someone stood over the missus and shot her like multiple times. (sighs) Oof. Yeah. Yeah. Cause like it seemed very personal, which is then like, what? And oh, and then, oh my God, this stock is insane. You guys, it's on HBO. Oh, we've got to mention that. It's on HBO. So if you have HBO, definitely, if you're into true crime, weird Americana stuff, definitely watch this because it, it hits every, it's insane. Three, it's only a three parter too, which is, yeah. Nice. Thank God. Right. I know. <laughs> three, I can live with these days. Uh, Five. Uh, Five or more, unless it's like the fucking staircase or making a murder, which I believe are masterpieces. Then I, I can watch those. But mm-hmm. none of these docs are masterpieces anymore. They throw them together way too fast. Oh my gosh! And so also, a- did
2: you notice like it's like made by like a European, like I think maybe Germans made oh, it. Oh
1: yeah, yeah, and, yeah.
2: Like when you hear their their interview style, right? Like, and I'm like, oh, this is kind of like, you know, when when Herzog goes into the South, it's just sort of like right just even more like maybe they did need like some foreign <laughs> filmmakers cuz it's just like they're just like looking at america with this like you know lens of like this, uh, this is a true right. truly vile right. underbelly of the american <laughs> south it's just like unfortunate um that it just paint the whole you know to paint that that way but it is part of what the appeal of this thing is it's like this hillbilly fargo shit
1: well i just i just remember when the wife and the son were murdered that's when i first came oh, into the yeah. story oh and really I, that's when you first heard about it yeah because the whole rumor was is that he was killed because he killed that girl in the boat oh, in right house. like they thought it was this a was retribution that. this was of this was vengeance and because the family had been so um you know um in charge it was like somebody was like giving them a payback and then the mom just got in the way like she just happened to be there by mistake and got killed as well so that's when i first got and then as i started watching the story the housekeeper came up yeah so that part then i was like wait okay so now there's another death in oh oh we're just getting started paco i know it's crazy and like I mean i'm I'm not young. I've been around this planet for a long time. I don't have any murders in my family or my life like some people have many, you know yeah like that's what's crazy it, and, and again, like um Michael in the staircase like he didn't have just one wife that died from falling down the stairs. he
0: had two
2: this is very yeah, this is good staircase vibes for sure but also um there's yeah, there is like another another the other son. That we don't hear much about he's got a a possible accusation against him for like kind of like a gay bashing murder which is Ah. also implied that he was maybe having a romantic relationship with this kid and then like whatever like maybe gets a gang of guys together and just kills this kid
1: yeah that one yeah that's the one i had never heard about
2: like i had oh you hadn't heard about that that's talked about in the podcast for sure okay yeah Yeah, i
1: I did some deep dives and i never heard about the the steven smith really not at all i didn't even know and i knew about the housekeeper the wife the boat the son that was it i didn't hear about that so when i watched this doc that was completely new to me yeah and it's extremely sad
2: yeah, it's a very sad story. Um, it's a very really sad overall. This is just it, like well, a yeah, a sad like but
1: also fuck this guy.
2: Fuck, <laughs> fucking this guy, <laughs> personal injury attorney, yeah, created a fuck is this spoiling if I get into like no, what he did. No, do it. Oh my god. So th- this was new to me. I didn't <laughs> know about all this stuff. <laughs> like when his own housekeeper dies, he says he's gonna help out. Her kids.
1: Fuck this guy, man. up a
2: fucking DBA that looks like it's an insurance settlement thing. And he pockets the money.
1: Pockets the fucking money. Like
2: 700 grand or something. And yeah. like gives gives them like a pittance. Gives them like four grand. Right. Out of that. And then it turns out he's been doing this. Forever. Yeah. If he gets M- convicted of all of the fraud charges, not to count the actual murder Murders? charges. Right. That's like 500 years.
1: Yeah. And he, he deserves it, man. And to what? Maybe pay for his opioid addiction? Oh, that he- oh, and how is this dude <laughs> still alive?
2: He had... This is the part that <laughs> I... I when I learned about Woo-hoo. this part, I was yeah. like, what? <laughs> there, would, there was not enough focus on this. Right. He pays, like, his friend to oh, shoot man. him in the head. <laughs> Fucking does and he doesn't die <laughs> he misses oh my god and oh, then <laughs> this guy has this guy on suicide this guy has not been epsteined yet this is not he's right. not like
1: killed himself yet. and i think his trial is in 2023 like march or something isn't it it's early spring <sighs> to watch that like receding red
2: hairline just go down to like a gray nub yeah weirdly satisfying
1: yeah Fuck this guy, man. What a piece of shit. So it's, it's a really, it's, it's a, it's, let's see. How do we, how do I put this? So the balance between the filmmaking and the story, it's like the story is an eight, the filmmaking's like a five, you know?
2: Yeah, it does feel perfunctory. And it's like, they're like, we need to cash in on this while it's still going. But, but like, there is like fucking onion layers to still be unveiled about this family. There is like, there's if there can be a vow part two there can definitely be a part two low country right. yeah because there's so much more that's going to come out about these people there is for sure
1: well and the one defense the one defense attorney that they talked oh my god is, that guy that guy he has no love for any of these people which he shouldn't you know oh
2: you you don't think you don't think he does no he seemed uh, like he like he lets them go hunting on his property and stuff
1: Oh, oh no i was talking about the um oh the other the the, the other side the yes prosecuting, prosecuting thank you i'm sorry i said defense yeah. you're right Pro- the prosecuting yeah. side the, the guy defense who's... attorney is a piece of shit too yes honestly yes Yes. Oh. yeah 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 Yeah. I, i'm sorry i misspoke the the other side guy who is like has oh, the receipts yeah. he's like and then yeah. this and then this like he's representing all those families yeah it's insane so well, there's still there's still open
2: questions I have about it all, but um,
1: shit. I wonder know, if we should do a full
2: episode on just this doc. We, we gotta know. man, we gotta find someone else who's like deep in this case because like that would be. Fine. I mean, I was following it, then I kind of dropped off. I just heard he got you know oh they arrested him. I remember when they arrested him. That was the yeah. like big news when they arrested him. Yeah, it's huge. So yeah, the filmmaking is like I was like waiting for a bigger payoff at the end, but it's like nope this dude's just in jail awaiting right. further trial and we don't actually know about how the wife and son were killed and also no. like we don't know oh it's they don't even talk about like his brothers like there was like a thing in like regular, like maybe like 2020 or like abc news to the thing where they like were interviewing his brothers because they're still part of the law firm oh right when like in that in between period when he put out like a reward for right. to it's, like help me find my wife and son's killers yeah and then when he ends up being shot quote unquote shot then the, like the brothers everyone backs away he loses his job um he's like i have an opioid addiction i'm like well that doesn't explain all of this right uh, at all i think no. you need to the opioid addiction doesn't explain the full fraud you were doing right right your actual people that were you know going to you like he imagine like all these like personal injury attorneys that we see like bus ads for all the time Uh, like my favorite down here is there's a guy called sweet james for some reason (laughs) like sweetjames.com if you're in a car accident like well, I got it. I'm a car accident because I looked at your fucking billboard and I hit someone. Right. Uh Like the th- these guys, it's just like one of these guys who also is like his family runs the whole county. It's insane. Oh, wow. Yeah.
1: So this is now I'm looking at this site right now that has the chronological updates oh, on I'm him, okay. and so
2: yeah,
1: December sixteenth of just just so just two weeks a ago, ago yeah. uh, a grand jury indicts Murdoch on nine counts of tax evasions allegedly he failed to pay almost 487 thousand in state income taxes while nearly making nearly 14 million over nine years with the latest indictment the total financial related charges against murdoch are more than a hundred and then december 20th just uh, a week ago state prosecutors announced they will seek life in prison without parole if murdoch's double murder trial allowing him to avoid the death penalty if convicted so let him live out his shitty remaining yeah, years in prison, that, as I say. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Fuck this guy. Okay. So I definitely would recommend you if you have HBO, check it out. It's called Low Country the Murdoch Dynasty. Um, yeah. What do you, what do you think, George? You think think
2: yeah, like as a three-parter, it covers all the ground it needs it to goes, cover.
1: It's a quick watch, too. It goes fast, like it's so compelling because of just all the fucking nuttiness. Yeah. But, um, It's not like a slow drag kind of thing. Um, I mean,
2: I was at first, I was like, "I'm like, did Erin Lee Carr do this? Because it sort of has like some of the tradebacks of stuff she'd be interested in." Yeah, but then I'm like, I hear these German interviewers. Right, you hear their okay. It's like that's it it makes it more of the freak show element is comes out. I think a little bit, right? But it is a freak show. It is a fucking freak show.
1: These people are. Are and like if, the worst of the worst. If you're highly involved with this story and want to do a full episode with us, let us know. Um, if you're highly involved, like
2: you are, if you've been, uh, if you've had your <laughs> money taken by Alec <laughs> right, Rudolph, yeah, that'd be even more amazing.
1: Or maybe we can get the lady that does that podcast to come on, Mandy
2: ours. Matney. If you're listening, I'm sorry what I said about your editing <laughs> style. <laughs>
1: forget all that. Now we've lost Brett Morgan.
2: Uh, So let's keep, no one's listening, Paco. What are you talking about?
1: We're we're people-pleasers,
2: man. We can't, we can't, (laughs) it's harder for us to say anything negative about anything, but we are people-pleasers. All right, let's take a quick break and we'll come right back with more Doc Talk.
0: Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts.
1: And we're back. Thank you guys for listening to Sup Doc. This is our year in review wrap up. Some of the docs we've watched. uh I watched Pelosi on HBO, which, man, you know, i made I by li- her daughter, right? Yeah, yeah. Who has made an by, HBO deal? Yes, made by her daughter. The prize. Ne- Speaking of nepotism. <laughs> Neppo, <laughs> baby. Speaking of dynasties. Yeah, really, for yeah. real. It was good though. I liked it. I, I. Okay. And and I mean. I'm just going to say it's weird. It's almost like a pejorative, but I've been mostly a centrist Democrat my entire life. So like Mm -hmm. people like Pelosi and Biden and those kind of people are kind of ring ring my bell, if you will. So I've always liked Pelosi. I've always been a fan. She's been my representative for since I've lived in San Francisco, which is 25 years. So I like the documentary. I thought it was well made. Um, It's really interesting about the part you know with the j6 insurrection where she comes from how she got to be speaker how powerful she is how brilliant she's been in that position and um so if you're into politics and you're into like you know i mean you could probably watch there's a lot of pelosi haters too that i'm sure might want to watch it but it probably won't be as great if you when did this drop does this drop
2: after or before the paul pelosi hammered attack thing
1: i think this dropped before.
2: Okay. Yeah. Because that's like got to be an addendum. That's like, Yeah.
1: Yeah, for sure. Which is, that's a whole other fucking thing. Um, I believe this came out before. That's a really good question. I don't really know, but I think it came out before. But,
2: but Alexandra Pelosi is a director. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, and she's an impressive lady. I've not seen the film. I've not right. seen it. Wait, this is just a one part thing, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank goodness for that. I will yeah, watch... I I will watch this. That sounds like enough reason to watch this. Um, yeah. Uh, she's she's done a lot of stuff.
0: She Impressive has
2: a lady. Yeah. Um, I, I would say I'm maybe more left than you are, but yes. uh, I'm not um, going to be,
1: you know, she 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 was good at her job yeah yeah there you go yeah um actually it's called pelosi in the house so sorry Mm -hmm. everybody um she
2: stepped down and like have you heard much about the guy replacing her because like i I heard listen to uh the daily did a thing on
1: on the guy who's replacing her as the leader you mean uh, hakeem jeffries yes yes i I mean i know a little about hakeem jeffries i know that he's young and he's very energetic and he's more of definitely seems more of a fighter Pelosi seemed to be more of a vote counter and a Mm -hmm. conciliatory person and like you know old school politics is kind of Pelosi's things Hakeem Jeffries is from cut from a new cloth that much I know yeah
2: yeah and he's but he's sort of traditional in the sense that he is like not down with the you know the uh young upstarts in the rest of the like you know your aocs and stuff yeah there's definitely some conflict there which is like why he's like you know seems like a good i'm not a good like consistent to you know follow through yeah
1: Yeah. well he's also be like the first black person to lead a major political party in congress so that's pretty that's pretty awesome and he's like what 30 plus years younger than Pelosi, you know he's 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 young this is
2: what this is like it's great to like pay tribute to these people but like also like yeah we need young people in the party for sure the boomers have gotta go yeah boomers
1: have got to go and we're we're starting to crack that now okay so uh pelosi hbo i liked it it's a casual watch it's just it's like 100 minutes or something a little Mm -hmm. over 90 minutes so give it a shot all right
2: i will uh speaking of boomers Mm -hmm. Did you watch Senior? Oh, on Netflix? Netflix?
1: No, I haven't yet.
2: Okay, so uh, I did end up watching this. It's a film made by Robert Downey Jr. about his father, the underground filmmaker Robert Downey, who I guess is now known as Robert Downey Sr. (laughs) because Robert Downey Jr. is one of the most famous dudes in the world. Right. And um, even though it's actually like, so it's like, Downey's shooting it and kind of directing it and then midway through uh his dad kind of like starts making his own version of the film so the sort of like weird he because like he basically has someone following the dad the dad starts directing and like kind Uh. of like being like oh you know you should do that again do that scene again let's follow me to the park and so basically he's like okay I'm making two different cuts of this movie now interesting
1: is his dad still alive
2: well so that he oh. he passed during covid huh. um but he i think he had maybe he he had something uh i want to say i don't think he had parkinson's he he was starting to he was you can see as the footage goes like from him getting less mobile and mm-hmm. being more like shaky and stuff but chris smith is i guess producer on this oh weird um and so it, it's a it's all all in black and white even when there is like, you know, footage uh, from the films that's still in black and white, you know. So right. it's um, it's like an d- intentional, arty approach to this. Right, right, right. Um, but yeah, it ended up being kind of like, I had only seen Putney Swope. I think most people I've talked to have only seen Putney Swope out of all of Robert Downey's yeah. movies. But um, Putney Swope was amazing. And I didn't really know the breadth of stuff he'd done or how he'd really come out of this sort of weird theater New York under like it's like not even it's not like avant-garde cinema. It's like kind of like very like slapsticky and um and like you know jokey, right. but like it's just like so like <clears throat> confrontational, like the films themselves. Huh. Um so it's like it, it is like partly uh like hey i want to make a thing about my dad and then because not enough people know about his work then it is also like well you know the relationship and there's like a lot of stuff you know obviously drugs were a big part of robert downey jr's life oh yeah and like he would like smoke pot with his parents when he was like 12 or whatever so Uh there's this sort of thing where he's like i think he's trying to like come to terms with some of that stuff like do do you like the stuff his dad did having an impact on him. They end up having a really good relationship in the end. Um, it's like, I don't think you have to be a huge fan of either of them to get something out of it. And uh, as we're, I think I was going to mention the, the Zappa doc has a little bit of that flavor right. of like, just like, well, this is kind of just about mortality also. And like your, what is your legacy and, you know, fathers and sons. So it's, it's, I think a pretty, I wouldn't say it's a required watch by any means, but I enjoyed it and I think you would get something out of it. Uh, one to 10.
1: What would you give it?
2: I'd give it like a seven. Mm. For
1: that's me, pretty, that's
2: pretty good. That's pretty good.
1: That's really kind good, of yeah.
2: a, I kind of like, you know, curve down usually. Right. But yeah. Right, senior, right. Uh, enjoyable. Um, yeah. You learn a little bit about this sort of weird underground New York art, like film world. Uh, and like the most famous dude who played Iron Man so yeah
1: hey right, yeah who's now a uh, vegan or something
2: oh I don't know about that he's yeah, he was- I mean yeah he's uh I mean he had Sherlock Holmes and all the Marvel movies going at the same time he was yeah. running like two franchises at once
1: for a guy whose people thought his career was over a long dude. time ago
2: oh my gosh but I'm like thinking like he was so good so early on did you ever see Chaplin?
1: of course yeah yeah so good so good in Chaplin. yeah he's super good um and speaking of people who have passed on recently from doc world mike shank and chris oh yeah
2: rip mike shank yeah
1: Yeah. from american movie one of uh, christmas first documentary and one of the best one of the best to ever do it, R.I.P. Yeah. to Mike. He he passed yeah. on this year. I watched Stutz on Netflix about Phil Stutz, the um, famed psychotherapist. Um, and that was really really fascinating. I have yeah. to say, it's not what I expected at all. Like Jonah Hill interviews his therapist, his, his psychiatrist, <laughs> right, and it is. Unique is an is a word I would use for. Uh, did you see it at all?
2: Well, so my wife was watching it, so I didn't see it. She told me a little bit about it, and I haven't gotten into it. I did want to say we have a weird sub doc connection, yeah, indirectly too. You wrote,
1: to, you wrote to this. that in the notes. I didn't. You so. know, I read I read that book. Oh, you did. The yeah. The tools. Did you get a lot out of it? Years ago. Yeah, I did. I listened so, to, a po- no, it was, uh, sorry, I'm sorry to interrupt, uh, but it was on uh, Mark Marin's podcast, which oh. is my all-time favorite podcast. Someone, a, a comedian was on there and they were talking about um, Michaels and Stutz and how they like are the the therapist to the stars. Yeah. And they wrote this book. And I, from that, I ordered the book and read it. <laughs> well, so, so Hannah Michaels,
2: who I ha- crazy. had on the show years ago, early on, um, Uh, both her parents are therapists she has a joke actually about how her dad was oj's therapist oh man so but phil Stutz and and barry michaels yeah wrote the tools which is apparently i didn't know
1: that was her dad yeah that's crazy it's crazy
2: but i have not seen Stutz. um you know uh angie was telling me about how it's like you expect it to be like kind of like this like jonah jonah hill sort of being vulnerable but it's still like a performance kind of yeah yeah um but yeah what it? yeah what what is Stutz's is it getting his biography or just like kind of like how he works
1: or what no it's I, it's really hard to put into words it's it's basically Joan it's if you could sit down with your therapist after years of going to therapy and just pal around with them with a film crew and be like what'd you think of me when you first met me you know, to your therapist, was oh I, God, you know, was I as crazy as you thought I was? And like, I never want to do that. <laughs> yeah. So at one point, Jonah Hill has a cardboard cutout of him when he was well into the 300s, like 300 pounds and more. Uh-huh. And he's mm-hmm. like sitting with it. And it's obviously he's much younger and he's much thinner now. And they just talk about when he first came in, and he was overweight and he has his mom come in at some point as well. Um, and then they, They do these, they break down the scenery from, like, uh, first-person POV to they break down the, like, the fourth wall. It's really weird. It's really interesting, though. It's visually interesting. It does, that, for some reason,
2: like, is making me think you would like senior also, like, there's also scenes where, like, Robert Downey is, like, talking to his therapist Oh, weird. Okay. And, like, so it's, like, celebrities, therapists, uh family stuff like right inner psychology um well i i would you say it's a recommend watch Stutz?
1: (sighs) no i mean (laughs) i i wouldn't i've not recommended it to anyone i did have a friend who's been in therapy for like 30 years and he said hey have you seen it and i was like yeah and he's like i loved it he's like i watched Mm. it twice just to get more out of it um It's not one that if I was at a party, let's say this is the parameter. You're at a party and someone says, what did you watch lately? It's not one. I would tell them about Low Country. I wouldn't tell them about studs. Right, right. Yeah. It seems like more, it's a very personal thing because I think it has to do with therapy. But yeah, I mean, I, you know, it was interesting, but.
2: Okay, cool. I'm probably going to
1: not watch it then (laughs) based on that. I think what's crazier is that we interviewed Hannah Michaels and her dad wrote, co-wrote the tools, which is. Yeah. I feel I like you know. talked about it a little
2: bit, but like I wasn't familiar with the book at all. But yeah.
1: Well, I wasn't at the interview though. No, I wasn't part there, of yeah. it. And you, but you guys did it in my apartment. Yeah. Right? We did it in your apartment. That's true.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, no, that's funny. Uh, do you want to talk about uh, Last Chance You?
1: I love this whole series. I will see, I, I've already, on Christmas, people are like, wait a minute. So I literally just recommended this. Um, but the guy I was talking to was a big basketball fan. I love Last Chance You on Netflix. I think it's a wonderful series. It's about JUCO, it's about junior college kids who have a chance to do to redeem themselves back in junior college to go back to division one or division two colleges that they've been basically kicked out of because of grades or attitude or violations of something they're really well shot they're really really well shot and edited and it's either they go from different um junior colleges around the country and it's both based uh basketball and football um this last one is in east la community college which was uh also last season they were there as well um, and I think they're in like Riverside. Mm-hmm. I don't even really know where East LA Community College is, but um, they're mm-hmm. like a basketball powerhouse. But they're I just love sports. I love um biography stuff, and I love a good comeuppance, and you know. So, Last Chance You has all of that, and it's there's some tear drinking moments and. It's it's great. I, I I really love the series. How many
2: how many seasons has this been on? It's been on for a while, right? I think six or seven. Yeah. Oh wow. So every
1: season's a different school. Almost. Last season was East East LA community college as well, but before that they were in like Kansas and yeah, so they're kind of all over the place. Mm, okay. Yeah. Cool, cool.
2: Yeah, yeah. I have not uh dug into it because for me sports stuff has to have one ex- has to have one other thing to it, but um Yeah. I, you know, it's so, it sounds like a good, you know, just like, it's a place where people can break out of, like, the the class structure.
1: Yeah, yeah, and they have a chance at, like, real money and real future in professional sports, or even... I mean, even less than that is like they have a chance of getting their GED. They have a right. chance of, of going to a like a polytechnical school and studying engineering or, you know, it's right. a lot of these kids are poor. They come from, um, you know, less than backgrounds. And it's a chance for them to to help give themselves a future by through sports, you know?
2: Yeah. And but so, it's also... But like- you can watch it and think about like like how do we get to this place where it's like th- these are the only opportunities for people
1: well it's also they had bigger opportunities but they squandered them and this oh, is yeah. their la- last chance like it's also Oof. that is like their hopes and dreams are on the ropes and and a lot of them still can't get over that inner rage that they exhibited before but but their coach is saying like hey you know you're a grown up and this is your last chance you know, it's, yeah. it's really compelling. I really dig it. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Last chance to you. Um, I want to talk
2: briefly about fire of love, which I just finished. Had you heard anything about this Paco? Just from you. Yeah. Just, just from you. It's like for some reason just hit hitting my uh feed constantly. It was like, okay. you want to see a documentary about French volcanologists narrated by Miranda July. Right. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, I guess I do. <laughs> but it's on disney plus of all things which is bizarre um so this was apparently like a hugely talked about film at sundance and actually got like a seven figure deal which is rare for a documentary right like wow yeah so uh fire of love is about two french volcanologists who were a couple who met in the 60s and uh they actually died doing what they loved which was running up to volcanoes. Whoa. And um, it's not exactly the way that it, I, it didn't go down the way that I would have thought based on some of the footage, there's footage of them, like going right up to volcano, you know, frying an egg on a volcano rock, like wow. just bonkers stuff. Um, uh, the crafts they're named uh, Maurice and uh, Katya Kraft. Uh, they, they, uh, and this is a film made by Sarah Dosa, who I believe is a Bay Area filmmaker. I've not seen any of her other films. I'm definitely going to go check it out. And it's like, it is like, it, it does, someone's compared it to like a Wes Anderson movie. And it does kind of have a little mm. bit of that whimsical oh, thing. Uh, it's like, you know, this P- Explorer is in the 70s. But um, as I was, I was watching it, I was like, man, I actually, I don't know if I'm going to like this as much as I thought I was going to like it. But then just, like, the footage, because they're also, like, they're filmmakers. They're, like, scientists who, uh. by default, ended up being filmmakers. And they're just as, like, obsessed with, like, just the beauty of, of nature and, like, the sort of, mm-hmm. like, the crazy, like, like, like how, how do human beings even get along on Earth? Like, right. you know, like, how do we get along with the planet like this is a planet that just wants to kill us right you know and um it it like the the footage is amazing. there's some interesting like animation, I would say the music usage is really stylized uh, yeah. it's a very stylized film, right well, it's not like, it's not as dry as you might think a
1: movie about two scientists right and it's like if a seven figure budget you would hope that it wouldn't be too dry Um, well
2: i don't know if the budget was that it's just like i think the deal they got (laughs) oh okay i see but yeah yeah, the footage the editing is really good i mean because you had to piece together all this stuff are you familiar with miranda july at all Mm -mm, no um did you ever see the movie me and you and everyone we know yeah okay so that that's the person who made Mm. this okay um and her voice is sort of uh it's it's like sort of twee in a certain way and and, Uh but everything's loaded with a sort of like artiness um so it's like it's the it's aesthetically pleasing film i would say yeah and it's about mortality also like we're thinking about like some of these other things we've talked about like senior or even pelosi or Stutz. uh, you know like yeah. For Moon H. Daydream. Like it's like you're thinking <laughs> about your legacy sort of, but they're also just like it it does remind me of Jane. When I was thinking about Jane, when I mentioned Jane, Brett Morgan's movie about Jane Goodall. Right. Some of like this sort of like man against nature elements or just like what is human nature mm-hmm. does come up in this. Like fascinating stuff. Like I didn't know that like these volcanoes, like Mount St. Helens or whatever, they're super destructive. But then they, they the soil they leave behind is, like, insanely fertile, which is, like, I guess yeah. why, like, in Hawaii, like, you know, there's all this crazy foliage and stuff. Right. it's, like, they, it creates, it's, like, destruction and rebirth. <laughs> yeah.
1: Okay. That's interesting. I, I, I do know, like, the poster, the box art or whatever is very mm-hmm. compelling. I've seen it a bunch, and I'm, like, I'm always like, God, I, that looks interesting. I kind of want to yeah. watch it. Yeah, because like think about they like they're going to watch a volcano.
2: They have to wear these like crazy like metal cones over their tops of their heads that don't even have a face covering. It's just open faced. But like when you're standing by the volcano, fucking chunks of rock are like landing on you.
1: Jesus, that's nuts. Oh, it is. Thanks. It is.
2: Yeah, is it very much a no thanks? Like I'm not. I haven't watched. that, uh, that uh, mountain climbing <laughs> uh, uh, movie that won the Oscar a couple years oh, ago. Yeah. I'm, I'm the fear of heights. I'm not down. But like this was the foot. Yeah, the footage is I don't even like that much nature stuff. But right. this like sort of like contextualized with everything.
1: Didn't but, Werner Herzog make a volcano? He made a volcano. I've not seen his
2: volcano movie. No. Right. Okay. But this is like also, it's like, you know, like it's a love story. It's like kind of like a three-way love story. It's like two people that like fell in love but were obsessed with the same thing. Uh-huh. That's
1: okay. Would and you would recommend this? Because now I want to watch it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I would recommend this. It's Disney Plus. Uh I I mean I had to take a little breaks. A lot of subtitles because most of it's in French, the narr- except for the narration. So um yeah, it's a it's an interesting one. Also, as I'm seeing on other, like on IndieWire, this is like in their front runners for Oscar nominations. Uh, I hadn't seen a lot of the films that are up for Oscar nominations this year, but yeah, people talking, tossing around Fire of Love and Moon Age Daydream. So we'll see if those make it
1: to the Oscars. I bet, I bet they will. Um, awesome. Well, I, I just started watching Light and Magic on Disney Plus, so it's really good. I love it um if you go to the um pixar section okay i believe it's in the pixar section oh yeah, like no kind of it's like in the... that's a
2: brand is it is it about pixar
1: no it's it's about industrial light and magic so it's oh, in the, ILM. Yeah, in the, yeah. yeah i think it's in the star wars section actually but it's a documentary based on like how it became ilm oh like, sick oh, yeah it's really really good it's i've only watched the first episode and i was already hooked i I'm like this is right up my alley. Just a bunch of like creative dudes being like, "We need to invent a camera to shoot this weird ass toy we just made." So they're like, "All right, we need to make that camera now." Oh, right. I
2: I will check that out. I am I'm just finishing up Andor, so that will be the oh, next thing. There you go. Into. Well, by the uh, way, have you
1: seen Andor? I have not. No.
2: So, this is a bizarre thing about Andor like my friends that are also documentary heads really liked and or they're like this is like the best star wars thing it's made by the guy who made michael clayton oh so it's kind of weirdly about it's like the most adult star wars thing there is it's kind of about like the bureaucracy of the empire oh wow like you think it's gonna just be like all yeah more shoot em up rebel stuff right But it's also like really deeply about like the the banality of evil like <laughs> the, like the sort of like <laughs> how how uh you know, people that think they're doing the right thing are like working for the empire, <laughs> and like <laughs> right. you know, like they basically it's like it's the most like anti-prison, <laughs> like maybe oh. like you know, actually like what was it like to live in this in the space before this sort of revolt happened? Interesting. Oh, so man. yeah, well, it's, it's I I just
1: got I just got Disney Plus four days ago. So hell yeah, get into Andor. Let's talk. Yeah. We'll have a discussion about Andor. That'd be awesome. Let's do it. Yeah. Um, do you have
2: any other docs? Uh... There's stuff I want to see that's coming out. Oh my God! There's something on Amazon Prime called Wildcat that I've heard. of. I watched the trailer. It's this okay. British uh, soldier who has PTSD. He ends up like going to like uh, help rehabilitate this like orphaned ocelot Whoa. to like enter back into the wild. But like basically he he's like you it's his ptsd therapy is like helping untame this like you know this ocelot
1: oh wow. um
2: and ocelot's very cute and it looks really intense and like it's gonna be pretty is dramatic it out? oh no it's on amazon prime so it's called wildcat came out this okay. year uh just watched the trailer heard something about it on on i think kpcc and like yeah that sounds like something i would watch Yeah.
1: It looks like December 30th. It's on prime.
2: Oh, it's not there yet. Okay. So yeah, yeah, it'll be out just Yeah. Well, when you hear this, it'll be out. Yeah. Yeah. That's (laughs) right. I forgot. Yeah. When you hear this, it'll be out for sure.
1: That's awesome. What about you? Any,
2: any trailers for anything striking? Um,
1: No, I don't think so. I, you know, I'm just kind of back dipping my toes back into the doc world. So um. Not that I can remember of. Anything. Yeah, are
2: you no. are you um are you using Tubi? I'm hearing that Tubi has like a really good option. Oh, nice. Docs.
1: No, I canopy am not.
2: and Tubi I think are like un- like people don't talk in the same breath about those as the Netflix and HBOs, or now Disney Plus getting into the dock game. Right. Uh, but yeah, a Tubi
1: is I believe you can watch stuff for free. Awesome. So yeah. And I, I do I want to mention, because I just figured out and I'm pretty proud of myself, there is now on our website, you can go uh, with one click, you can see all of our past episodes, something I've been trying to figure out for a while is how to display nice. that thing. And I finally figured it out. So you go to our homepage, sup.podcast.com, you'll see the last four or five episodes, and then there's an all episodes button, and then you can look to your heart's content and listen to all of our back catalog. 100 that's great 200 episodes
2: <laughs> i know we're so close to 200 we're getting very close to 200 very close. uh knock on wood we'll get there in 2023 yeah all right paco good yes, catching up with you yes talking buddy. docs as we do we do that we have the doc doc talking dudes and uh
1: you got some sketchfest shows coming up oh yeah i do uh january 22nd sunday january 22nd be at Cobb's with mr todd berry nice uh, in, in his stadium tour todd yeah how about yourself and, uh
2: and then i'm doing Sketchfest february 2nd which is a thursday a piano fight awesome with talkies. uh chad up. is going to be on that one too and i'll be sticking around town doing maybe one or two other shows that weekend so that's cool. my sf dates let's do some sub doc interviewings
1: yeah, let's grab. Man.
2: let's grab someone while we're there.
1: Yeah, um, that's awesome. Well, uh, happy New Year to you, sir, and um, hope hope for the everything's going to be great. Onwards twenty twenty three. Yes, sir. Uh, thanks so much.
2: Thanks. Thanks for listening. You can find out more about Subdoc at SubdocPodcast dot com. Our theme music was written by David Siegel. Donate to the show through our Patreon page patreon.com slash if you want to help out in other ways please share this show with a friend find Paco and George's comedy gigs on the about us page on our site subdoc is by doc fans for doc fans so if you want to advertise got a film or opinions to share hit us up email us at subdocpodcast at gmail.com